1: happy friday evening 605 i am alive i am local i'm at my desk in midtown manhattan yeah no long beach island for me no jersey shore no hamptons here we are because i wanted to hang out with you guys um, on your car ride home or maybe you're home already and you're preparing dinner but i said you know let's let's hang because i was a little a little scarce last week um in italia uh Joan has decided to give herself a break, a well-deserved break I may add. But we got Sam Bellino here. What's up Sam Bellino? Hey, what's up Arthur?
0: Yeah, hey. I think we'll survive without Joan, but yes, she is missed regardless.
1: Do we have Alex floating around too without Alex? a microphone?
0: Alex is floating around. I I can get him on here. We got to get
1: him a microphone a little while because I know he had a fun day because he sent me a very cool picture.
2: Hello, hello Arthur. How are we doing tonight?
1: Good. You know what, Alex? Let me me lead off with you if I can because somewhere, I guess late this morning, you sent me a photo of you and the mayor, correct?
2: That's right. So here's the thing. I was by the Wall Street Bowl, which is now a little further down, Wall Street and Broad, and uh, the mayor was at a flag-raising ceremony uh, along one of the plazas there, and- I waited. I waited till the flag raising ceremony was over, and I said to Mayor Adams, "You know, I work with Arthur Idala," and he says, "Get out of here." And I said, "Yep." And uh, God bless you. Keep in mind, I was in the midst of a ton of protesters uh, yelling at him, so I tried to, you know, what were, what were they uh, protesting? Down I know, I
1: know, out, you wrote was, me he's that. Such what a cool what?
2: dude, man! I I liked I meeting Mayor Adams.
1: I so do I. What what were they protesting?
2: They want him to close down Rikers. They want him to do this, that, and the other, and it's like. You know, let the man be, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay well, but what,
0: what were they actually
1: protesting?
2: Like, did you hear what they were chanting, Alex?
1: Or they were just, like, making noise and just being rebel rousers?
2: Oh, what were they chanting? Just Well, a few expletives, but mainly just, like, close down Rikers, close down Rikers. And I'm just trying to talk to him through all of this. It was kind of comical in a sense. And then I got out of the Dodge really fast. Well, he's, and he got know, in his car, and uh, he, he was stopping to talk with everybody i think that's pretty admirable that even through all the protesting he was there talking to every single person that was by his car after the event
1: so i went to the city university of new york school of law and last week was their um commencement now when it was my commencement we had um the current mayor at the time which was mayor dinkins because the city university of new york so you you want the mayor to be there and then we had um Jesse Jackson. So those were the two speakers. And I remember we showed them the utmost respect. And there were plenty of people in my class. Well, maybe not plenty, but enough. Who didn't exactly agree with some of Mayor Dinkins' policies and definitely didn't agree with uh, Jesse Jackson's, uh, some of his policies. But, I mean, we we showed them the ultimate respect. Well, two weeks ago at the City of University of New York School of Law, when uh, there were several speakers... And when Mayor Adams got up to speak and started talking about his career in public service, because uh, CUNY Law School's motto is law in the service of public needs, which I'm all about that. I think that is fantastic. Um, And, you know, like being a prosecutor is is, serves that purpose. And I think being a defense attorney serves that purpose. Uh, We are on both sides of that aisle. You're serving uh, public needs. So Mayor Adams alluded to that, talking about his. Obviously, as the mayor, you're serving public needs, but talking about his 22 years as a police officer and these stupid kids who are graduates now, but they're not lawyers yet because you got to pass that bar exam. And let me tell you something, my alma mater is that's not their strong suit passing that bar exam. Um, I, I will pop myself on the back because I did horribly on every, every standardized test I ever took, except one. I only, and you know what, I wouldn't have it any other way. I only did well on one standardized test, the one they counted the most, which was the bar exam. Trust me, nobody was more surprised they passed that test than I was. (laughs) The morning, this is how surprised my father was. When he told me, because he found out before I did, um, that I passed. And when he called to tell me, he broke down in tears. And my dad's not a big crier. Um, That's how shocked he was. (laughs) was. But anyway... um, so he stands up and he's talking about being a police officer. These stand up, these students, now not all of them, but a lot of them, and they turn their back and they start booing him. And half the auditorium is booing the mayor and the other half is cheering the mayor. And I sent him a, a message the next day, the mayor, a text, and he, he got back to me very, very swiftly. And I apologized on behalf of my law school and it was embarrassing and I was disgusted by it. And he wrote back, he said, don't be. He's like, look. With this job, some people are going to love you and some people are going to hate you. And some people are going to be in good shape and some people are going to be in bad shape. And some people who are in bad shape are going to, you know, display that in different ways. He's like, we're cool. Uh, And then he said something, wait, I'm going to look it up. Because he said he wrote something really, really good about um, staying on the course. Here he goes, stay focused, no distraction and grind. The motto has not changed. Um, but you know what I wanted, to, I wanted to write to him. These people aren't in pain. Um, these are law students who just got a very, uh, um, I hope, a very good education, and they didn't pay a lot of money for it because it's uh, you know it's the City University of New York. Look, I benefited from that as well. I'm not begrudging them for not paying a lot of money for it. But um, I will just echo what Alex said. Even if you disagree with the mayor's policies. Uh, He's a very very nice man. He's a very cool dude. And um, he handles it all well. You know, anyone who knows me a little bit knows the, the fact is that when I was 29 years old, I'm 55, when I was 29, I ran for New York City Council. And if it wasn't for Mike and Dave cruising around in the Miata, smoke coming out the back, I may have won. I lost by 108 votes, but no, that's not true. I lost in the primary by 108 votes. Then I would have had a run against Marty Golden who would have crushed me because he crushed the woman who beat me, the late Joanne Seminar-Alehu. Um, But And then I was seriously considering running either for the Brooklyn District Attorney seat or the New York State Attorney General seat. And I had a fundraiser. This was in 2017. Um, January, I raised a considerable amount of money. Uh, but then the chips just didn't align the right way or didn't fall the right way, Um and I actually still have that money in the bank, but politics has gotten. In other words, I had this like burning desire to to be in in public office, and watching it happen, and watching someone like Eric Adams, who I could relate to on a lot of ways, because he's really a people person, uh, as I, I think I am. And um, you are, you are right. And and watching him get the heck beat out of him like on a regular basis, you know, that's just, it's not a lot of fun. I mean, you know, Matt, I've, I've, I've lost, you know, like in terms of trials. I mean, I can remember one, one major trial that I, I lost. We wound up winning it on appeal. That's the truth. Um, but I remember when for the first time handcuffs were put on my client and he was taken in the back after the guilty verdict. And I went in the back and for the first time saw him through the bars. He put his hand right through the bars and shook my hand. He goes, I want to let you know I have no hard feelings. He goes, I think you did an unbelievable job. I think the jury just didn't get it. But I think Eric, any mayor, I think there are things that they do that they do a great job and they get no credit or they just, you know, it's like you could do literally do 99 good things and then you do one bad one. So like, I I know my friend Derek right now is going to be saying, oh, stop apologizing for him. He's screwing this up. He's screwing that up. I'm sure there are things he's screwing up. I know in my law firm there's things that I could do better. But when you're in this public li- like limelight like this, I mean, it's got to be rough just getting the heck beat out of you on a regular basis. And, Matt, I don't know if you remember, but when we had the mayor on one of the times he was on, I said, what's been the most disappointing part? And he didn't hesitate. He said, the media, how they just beat the heck out of you.
0: All uh, eyes are on you in New York uh, by and the, the media, time- by the public. It's just a... It's a, a a job that comes with endless blows.
1: And I will tell you this. Um I was communicating with two people from the mayor's staff today, like very close to the mayor. You know what they said? This week almost broke us. Wow. That's how tough uh this whole migrant situation is. And, you know, the the other things in the city with the woman and the, the subway getting hurt. Um, you know, it's it's Again, I don't want to I'm not here to be an Eric Adams apologist. I'm almost talking about the mayoralty, no matter who the mayor is. You know, it's it's so easy to be the people sitting in the armchair criticizing. It's another thing to actually be in the arena and fighting the good fight. And speaking of fighting the good fight. Over the decades, the centuries, we've lost many Americans. This is Memorial Day weekend. So I want to talk about what Memorial Day weekend is all about. It's not just about the sales at P.C. Richards and Best Buy. Um, it's about honoring the fallen. So our next guest, will, who's a former military member, a, a prestigious one, is going to fill us in on what Memorial Day is all about. So don't go away. This live and loco Friday of Memorial Day weekend, Arthur I. Dollar Power Hour.
3: Picture this, broccoli, spinach, zucchini, sweet potatoes, celery, soybeans, plus nine more nutrient-packed veggies. Now add to that picture papayas, cranberries, blueberries, mangoes, pineapples, plus 11 more delicious fruits. It's difficult to find all 31 of these fresh, high-quality fruits and veggies in one grocery store, and probably impossible to get a month's supply of them in a single grocery cart. But I get all of these fruits and veggies every time I open my Balance of Nature bottle. I pop a few capsules in my mouth each day. It's like having a cornucopia of nutrition in the palm of my hand. There is no other way I could get this level of nourishment except from Balance of Nature. I want you to get it too. You will get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer by using discount code TATUM when you go to balanceofnature.com. You can order by phone by calling 800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com shipping is always free use discount code tatum
1: all right so there's a couple of dates that you need to know about because we all need to know about wills trust power of attorneys health care proxies living wills and estate plans why do we all need to know about it well because we're all going to die and that's the fact of uh, nothing but the <laughs> fact right i mean so and and you don't want someone else making decisions for you about what happens to your personal belongings or what happens to you if you have to go into a nursing home. So, this is a very very complicated area of law. Take it from me who is a lawyer, it is a very complicated area of law. So, whether it's wills, trusts, power of attorney's, healthcare proxies, living wills, estate plans, Connors and Sullivan can help you figure out what's best for you and your family. And what they're doing now is they're having these seminars all over the city of New York, where you could just go in and, and sit and just be uh, you know, one in the crowd and hear what's going on. Um, if you want to go to one in Brooklyn, it's Monday, June 19th at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. at Buckley's Restaurant Avenue S in Sheepshead Bay. Tuesday, June 20th, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. at De Lucas Trattoria, 616 Forest Avenue, Staten Island. Wednesday, June 21st at 3 and 7 at the Greenhouse Cafe on 3rd Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. On Thursday, June 22nd at 3 and 7 at Conley's Corner, Grand Avenue in Maspeth, Queens. And finally, on Friday, June the 23rd at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. at the Adria Hotel, Northern Boulevard in Bayside, Queens. If for some reason you can't make any of these plethora of dates, you can make your own appointment at Connors & Sullivan just by calling 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. And don't forget what Mike Connors always says. The biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all.
0: Listen to AM 970, The Answer, on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com.
4: Oh, beautiful,
5: far oh, heroes proved. Wow, what a great tune. Liberating strike. I wanna interrupt this more than self. Girl, country loved. it something like
1: this, listen here. Am I allowed allowed to let this go, Simbalino? Yeah, go for it. All right. I mean, it's Friday, Memorial Day weekend, and people think of barbecues and sales and opening the pool and cleaning the furniture, but it's about our beautiful, beautiful, amazing
5: country.
4: Our purple mountain,
5: majesty. River the fruited plane Well now wait a minute I'm talking about
1: America Sweet America You know emphasizing you don't
4: shed his grace on Ray's
1: thee race talking about you know, he made me freedoms that we have and how we are able to live the type of life that we could live in and how blessed we really are. But that came at a cost, and the cost is that of human life. From a year ago, this July, I, uh, I was blessed to go all by myself to Normandy, and I spent a the day there, which was not enough. Anyone who wants to go to Normandy, I would say you need two days there because there's a lot to see. But boy, is it an absolutely, it's an experience you just never forget. So although I was born in Fort Hamilton Army Base in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, where my dad was a captain in the Army in the late 1960s, um, I never served myself. That My generation just, that really didn't happen. So I would like to bring on the air retired U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis, who graduated from the U.S. Military Academy, the Naval Postgraduate School, the Command and General Staff College, Defense Language School, and the Army War College's Strategy Course. How are you, sir? It's Arthur Idala.
6: Arthur, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me today.
1: I appreciate it. You know, I, today... Um, I was going to do a lot of other things besides sit at my desk and work, but that turned out well. And then when I was talking to my producer, Joan, she said, you know, do you want any guests on? I said, you know, Memorial day has gotten lost a little bit in the, it's true meaning. And I remember, you know, I lost my best friend on nine eleven, uh, Colonel. And I remember when they were talking about it being a holiday or, you know, it was like, you know, a real holiday, um, where the whole, you know, national holiday where everyone have off. And, Someone's saying, yeah, the problem is, is in 15 years, it'll be just, you know, get 20% off your mattress on September 11th. And that is definitely not what September 11th is supposed to be about. So I'm asking uh, you, sir, who has served this country so well in your capacity as a uh, lieutenant colonel in the Army. Tell us a little bit about your feelings and thoughts about this this Monday's uh, holiday.
6: Yeah, sure. Arthur. I'd be glad to. You know, um, freedom isn't free. Um, we have two and a half centuries of blood-soap history, beginning, of course, with the revolution of uh, 1775 to 1783, in which 25,000 Americans in those 13 colonies uh, paid a very heavy price. Yeah, but we didn't really uh, celebrate or memorialize uh, those that gave their lives for our country until uh, 1868, following the... Uh, civil War that tore this country apart, in which 623,000 Americans died. And then, of course, over the years, we've seen uh, the tragic circumstances of wars and, and the like. And brave Americans have already uh, gone to foreign fields and you know, often not so foreign uh, to give up their lives. And it wasn't until 1971 that we really. Uh, under President Nixon that uh, Memorial Day became a national holiday. But And you're right, it's not about uh, hot dogs and barbecue, even though you know, they do have mattress sales and, and merchandisers uh, take advantage of it. But, you know, I, I would encourage every American, to, you know, who do you know that uh, has, you know, either been killed in combat or been wounded or has served? Uh, we have Veterans' Day, of course, to remember those that have served, but it's those that are in as you indicated at Normandy, uh, where there are a lot of crosses that have names of people that have long been forgotten and, you know I can remember you know, when I was a commander of a unit in, in Europe and we went to of all places Luxembourg and an American cemetery where George Patton uh, is buried, and we of course have a big uh, ceremony at that point every year, and then a parade afterwards celebrating the freedom uh, that was hard fought and won for the people of Luxembourg from uh, the tyranny of the Nazis. And so wherever we go in the world, I remember being in Manila, Philippines, and there's an American cemetery there as well. And I went up there and, and spent the day looking at the tombstones and, and wondering uh, where are these people um where would they have been had they not volunteered for our country to go in into combat and then ultimately pay a high price? And and what about their families? How do they uh, deal with the tragic loss of a son or a father or you know someone else that was close to them? So these are things that you know I I think at least uh, we ought to fly our flags at half staff for half the day or. We ought to think about um, those that have come before us, because, as I indicated at the beginning, freedom isn't free, and you know there's nothing more sobering i was I've been into Iraq a couple of times, and during the war, I was on an aircraft uh, that had a number of uh flag draped coffins, and I couldn't help but soberly think about uh, the families of those young men and women that were you know, the bodies, the cold bodies inside those coffins that we were taking back home. Um, these things ought to you know, make us reflect on who we are as a nation and, and to celebrate uh, our liberty, but at the same time recognize that you know, it came at a great cost.
1: You know, I was thrilled. Um, we're talking to United States Army Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis, who's now retired. I was thrilled. uh to hear yesterday I had a guest on the show that in Italy on Monday uh folks go to apparently there's two cemeteries one right outside of Rome and one right outside of Florence where uh fallen American soldiers are buried and there are people who go there and I don't know if they put flags on there on the tombstones but they acknowledge the loss of Americans in uh in, in Italy and you know, that 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 made me happy I know you visited many, many cemeteries around the world. Is that something that's typical on Memorial Day, people are, you know, around the world acknowledging Memorial Day?
6: Well, they do. Uh, certainly, you know, 50 years ago I graduated from West Point, so you can kind of guess my age. Um, but, you know, as I've traveled the world and I've seen much of it, uh, where Americans have laid down their lives, uh, there are markers, whether in Florence or in Rome or in Luxembourg or in Normandy and elsewhere across this globe. Um, the older people, yes, they remember. They remember the tragic circumstances that brought American troops to their rescue. Um, the younger people, you know, unless they've studied our history, don't quite appreciate that um, you know, their, their forefathers, uh, their grandfathers great grandfathers uh, perhaps paid a high price and you know that's that's something that um, today you know when we're locked up in this woke culture in which we think of ourselves and not of anyone else but we're thankful or at least we should be that there were there was a time in this country in which the people actually volunteered to go forth and to defeat our enemies so that we could enjoy The liberties that our founders gave us back in 1775. And, you know, it's contested today. We face uh, some pretty harsh um, enemies. Arguably, you know, what we're seeing on the battlefields of Ukraine should be reminiscent of uh, past wars in which the uncertainty of our future uh, was at bay. And then, of course, we look at the Pacific and are reminiscent of world war ii and world war ii of course cost us you know something like uh, 295,000 american lives uh and yet i don't think that's out of the question in the future and will there be enough young americans to stand up for the cause once again i hope so i'm optimistic that you know deep down most people understand that um, as i say freedom isn't free
1: you know there was uh regarding world war ii and obviously, you know, this stuff like the back of your hand. But I know somewhere along the way, uh, a very prestigious member of our military was asked, ultimately, why did we win World War II? And one of their answers, their primary answers were, we had better soldiers. like We had better humans who were more committed. And I am, along the point that you're making right now, I'm a little nervous that that may not be the case today. Because we live a very very different world than we did in the 1940s. Uh, And I couldn't agree with you more that uh, people have forgotten and don't appreciate and don't realize and don't acknowledge um, all the sacrifices that were made. And look, you know, I'm 55 years old, so you don't have to guess. And we know when I talk to a 20-year-old or 22-year-old who, you know, they think they have the whole world figured out. You know they don't remember where they were on September 11th. They don't remember where they were on the 12th and the 13th and the 14th because they weren't born or they were one or two or whatever. And boy, I mean that's the closest I ever was to war. So that's why I bring that that particular reference up. And that's the yeah. the worst attack that's ever taken place on on our soil. I mean I know Pearl Harbor, but I was with an 80 year old woman on 9 11, and she said to me. You know, I remember Pearl Harbor. She goes, and Arthur, when Pearl Harbor happened, like, we didn't even know what Pearl Harbor was. Like, we never even heard of Pearl Harbor. It was somewhere very, very far away. And she pointed to the fallen buildings, and she said, Arthur, I have friends who work in there. So, you know, that's, yeah, that, that's, and the people who, you know, who, who died on that day, and then and then the people who died the years thereafter because of, you know, that initiation of, uh, of the wars that came thereafter. Uh, you know, again, you're, I'm just agreeing with you, uh, Colonel, that um, we 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 should never forget, not only you know, when people use that about 9-11, but, you know, all of the military battles that have gone on through the years um, where people have made the ultimate sacrifice.
6: Yeah, you know, Arthur, I've spent a lot of time... Uh, at what's called Ford Island, which is right in the center of Pearl Harbor, which was the center of mass of where the Japanese attacked us on December the 7th, 1941. And right offshore is where uh, the memorial to the USS Arizona uh, is located. And you can go there today. And almost a thousand young Americans died in that ship, that battleship that sunk uh, and the other battleships that were heavily damaged. And, you know, it, it, that's a sobering place to go, because just like 9-11 and, of course, the, the Twin Towers, you remember that. I, I still work at the Pentagon. And, you know, I've walked many times at the little garden that's outside where, you know, you have the, the statuettes of the 120-something souls that were lost that particular day and the yeah, I remember uh, very starkly the hole in the side of the the Pentagon and the, the burning uh of the uh jet fuel uh, that just spattered all over that side. Yeah, these are things of, of some consequence. But that makes me reflect upon, you know, present day and the, the battle that I'm watching take place with the Ukrainians, and a lot of people ask, why do the Ukrainians, who are a small country relative to the so to the Russians, why are they fighting? And I discovered, quite frankly, because of my contacts there, that um, they are fearful for their families. They're fearful for what the atrocities that the Russians have already committed. The twenty thousand or so young children that the Russians um, kidnapped and sent back to orphanages in Russia. So uh, they're fighting because their nation is truly at stake. So I think if our nation faced a similar situation as we have in the past, uh, that uh, even the woke, cultured, young millennials and other groups of our population, they would wake up quickly, because sometimes uh, it takes a stark situation like a 9-11 to wake us up to re- realize that the world isn't as, as nice to uh, some of us as we'd like it to be.
1: Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I will tell you this. Uh, I will be thinking of you, uh, Lieutenant Kerbal, uh, Colonel uh, Bob McGinnis. I, uh, I appreciate your service. I will be with my father, so I can appreciate his service. I'll be with my father-in-law, who simultaneously, by a coincidence of life, my father was a captain at Fort Hamilton Army Base when my father-in-law was a sergeant at Fort Hamilton Army Base. And that's <laughs> How does that work out in the world? I'm not exactly sure. But we'll also uh, raise a glass, probably of some red wine, uh, to you, uh, Colonel McGinnis. Thank you so much for finding time to spend with us today on this Friday night.
6: Well, thank you, Arthur. Have a great evening.
1: Uh, all right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. I just had some guests walk into uh, my law firm here at uh, six thirty-five. One wearing a very cool Rolling Stones T-shirt, Juju B, as she's known to the, uh, the the worldwide public that adores her. Um, so we're going to take a quick break, break and uh, then we'll come back with Juju B.
6: And her heart stopped,
5: Yellow ribbon round an oak tree blowing in the breeze hey, Here's to the ones that didn't make it back home The ones we ain't seen in so long The hold of the beer ones The wish they were here was And I took Tonight on Radio Night Live, we take a look at Memorial Day for all the most important reasons. Join us tonight at 7. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off and to wear a helmet when she rides her bicycle. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat.
0: Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. Increase your investment knowledge in a unique way this year. Join us on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise, along with The Money Show. Visit eaglefinancialcruise.com for details and to secure your cabin. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group.
1: All right, let's talk about our family at Plaza College, you know, um, I've been talking about their court reporting program, you know about it because it changes your life if you become a court reporter. But you know what else changes your life? Juju. Do you know what you could change your life? Tell me. Just say what could change your life? Like school, right? School could change your life.
7: Driving could change your life.
1: Driving could change your life. But you know what else could change your life? Becoming a nurse. Have you ever thought about becoming
7: a nurse? No, I have not.
1: Well, do you know my friends at Plaza College, they have a special school of nursing. It's an accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program, and it can be completed in just 16 months, Juliana. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty fast, right? (laughs) Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. Now, Juliana, how are your teeth? Do you have a good teeth? I do. Do you have to go to the dentist often?
7: Um, Once a year.
1: Okay, that's good. Well, you know, Plaza has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's incredible. Now, if you want additional information regarding the programs I just mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or their School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu.
8: My name is Imran Ansari and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala Bertuna & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. Have you been injured in a construction site accident? Have you fallen from a scaffold, ladder, or height while on the work site? If the answer is yes, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. In most cases, the law in New York favors you as the plaintiff if injured in a fall while working on someone else's property. It is important why don't you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected? Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We're always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Cammons at 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at IdallaLaw.com. Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins fighting for justice, fighting for you. So last
1: night when I was out and about, actually at Joe G's, the restaurant that I love on 56th Street, I um someone said to me, You know, Arthur, when you when you're on your radio show and I'm listening to you, you speak a lot about hemp leaf and the hemp leaf products. They're like, you really go off on it. Like, why is that? And I go, because it's a great product. I like I really believe in it. Juliana, let me ask you a question. Now you're sixteen years old at this point, is that correct?
7: Yes, that is. Okay.
1: And so your skin is typically very well moisturized, is that correct? Yes. So that do is. you need a moisturizer
7: at sixteen? Um Yes, I moisturize every night before bed. It's a part of my skincare routine.
1: Okay, well, you know what Uncle Arthur is going to do for you, Juju? What are you going to do? I am going to get you a very special package of the Hemp Leaf Shea Butter, and you could put it on every night before you go to sleep because it is going to change your 16-year-old life with your really cool... Rolling Stones T-shirt. <laughs> okay. So let me talk about my uh, seriously. I was really asked last night, like you really talk about hemp leaf a lot because it's it's a cool product. I rub it on my head, I rub it on my neck, I rub it on my shoulder sometimes on my calves because it just it moisturizes everything and you don't want to you want to feel that that nice skin that's soft and I never know who's gonna to touch my sin skin. Arthur Ariana. Um, Not lucre anymore. And the cool part about Hemp Leaf is all of their natural products are um, vegan-friendly and cruelty-free, and they're made on Long Island. Have you ever heard of Long Island?
7: I have. Do you think we should go there soon? I think we're going tonight. Oh, whoopee!
1: And for those of you who work out... Um, and you, you know, you're you feeling a little aches and pains. They have icy pot. I actually have some right here next to my desk. And for the young ladies who wear heels, Juju, you, wear, you don't wear heels a lot, do you? I do. You do? I well, do. when your heels, when you start getting a little older and your heels start hurting, you could use the Heel Ixer from Hemp Leaf. So where do you find all these products? You go on www.hempleaf.com, www.hempleaf.com. Dot com and mention the name Arthur at checkout and receive 10% off.
0: Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We return now with lifetime New Yorker and legal analyst, attorney Arthur Idala, and the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Ow!
1: All right. Living in America, baby!
4: We're living in America!
1: So I have a special guest star here. I did not realize she was coming in today. She just popped in. She's dressed like, oh my God, I wish you guys could see how cool she dressed right now because she's got a turtle <laughs> Rolling Stones um, <laughs> t shirt on. She's got like all these tongues around in a big circle. I want to welcome to the show Juliana Bambina, but those of you who like follow her like on Instagram and stuff, she's known as Juju. Juju B, Juju, big red heart. Um Juju, who is Padre Lu?
7: He is my grandfather.
1: And what is Padre Lu like to drink besides water? Negroni. There we go, that's a good one. Um so Padre Lu also, as you know, gives us a drink every Friday. So, since the weather forecast indicates that we may be having a little early taste of summer, Padre Lou suggests a simple and refreshing libation on this Friday. <laughs> if you have some well-chilled dry sparkling wine or Prosecco, pour about three ounces of dry sparkling wine or Prosecco into a... He didn't tell me what kind of vessel here, uh, but into a glass. and three ounces of orange juice... And a half an ounce of one of your favorite orange-based liqueurs, like Cointreau, Triple Sec, Grand Marnier, and if available, you know what you want. You know what Padre Lu wants you to add? What? What's a Give me a red fruit, a bright red fruit that you would throw into sparkling wine, champagne. Strawberry. Oh yeah, jujube. <laughs> Correct, a strawberry. And you know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to sit, find some sunshine, sit in the sun with your Prosecco, your little splash of orange juice, and your um, triple sec with your strawberry in there. Sip, savor, and swallow, and enjoy your Memorial Day Padre Lou Mimosa while th- remembering and giving thanks to all those who preceded us, who gave their all, so that we can enjoy our lives in America. What do you think, Juju? Padre Lou gave us a good libation. He did. All right. So, Juliana Bambina, she is just completing her junior year in, um, in high school. And, you know, she, she, freshman year was not that long ago. Now you're completing, you're, you're almost done now with high school.
7: Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Um, I think it was a really big change. Um, the past three years, so much has happened in my life. And I didn't realize that so many big events could take place in just a short amount of years.
1: Like wild Sweet Sixteen Party a year yes, ago? Yes, exactly. What are the what other wild events or big um, big events? I mean, Trips I, to Italy? I
7: started driving. As oh,
1: well. yeah. Uh, everybody stay off the road <laughs> if you see Juju Bambina coming. No, you're a good driver, right? I am. Okay, well, that's got to be fun. Yeah. Now, let's talk about your brother, Nicholas, for a second. Does, he's a little older than you are, correct? Correct. And he's in college now. Yes. So what has it been like that now, that he's now back in the household, mm-hmm. but he was out of the household right since yeah. September. How does it feel? There's only the four of you. You prefer him in the house, out of the house. How does that um, work?
7: Well, it's definitely louder with him here.
1: Okay. Is that because your father's screaming
7: at him? Or? No, he's loud. He takes up a lot of space.
1: He does, right? He's big and he eats a lot, right?
7: <laughs> he does.
1: Yeah. See, I never experienced that. Your mother experienced it when I left to go to college. Mm-hmm. She had the parents all alone. Now, is, let me, let's me let talk about that. Is it difficult now that you have to deal with your parents without Nicholas being there as a buffer?
7: Not really. Um, uh, we get so along. Just speak freely. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah.
1: But don't you fight with your mother a little bit or no?
7: A little bit, but like I said, it's definitely quieter without him in the house.
1: Do so you prefer it when it's a little more quiet, I or do. you prefer the action?
7: No, I prefer it when okay. he's in school.
1: Okay, okay, Luca Joseph, how you doing over there? Good. I'm doing. Good. Uh, you're on in the next segment, so get ready. And I'm, we're gonna quit. Luca went on his he went on his junior prom last night. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of events going on. He's gonna give us a little Yankee update. Um, what do we have in store for for this weekend? Any, any, like, big plans?
7: Um, I'm pretty sure that we're going to a, someone's house for Memorial Day. Okay. And we're going to spend the weekend in the pool, hopefully.
1: Yeah, okay. What about planting the, the pots around? What about yeah, cleaning some yeah, stuff? Yeah, that's what my about, brother's what, job. Oh, that's your brother's job? Yes, that is. Okay. What about your father? Do you think he's going to oh, help?
7: Oh, I think, yeah, that's also his job.
1: Okay. Okay. So, um, we have a minute left. Juliana, give me a little music report. What are you, what are you listening to these days? What is a 16-year-old Ooh. young lady from Brooklyn, New York? I mean, Taylor Swift's big concert Swift, tonight. yes. So, is she still cool? She is cool. Okay. What about Beyonce? Is she cool?
7: Mm, not really. Okay.
1: J-Lo? J-Lo's done?
7: Uh, that was like a decade ago. That was
1: like a decade ago. Anyone else? <laughs> any other name for me?
7: I like A-Boogie. Oh, A-Boogie. Yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> but who else besides A-Boogie?
7: Um... Ice Spice is really popular now. Oh, she's Sam doing Malino. a collab you- with Taylor Swift now. So. and Lino, ice Spice this?
1: sound like drugs to me. Ice I think- Spice sounds <laughs> like drugs. To- now, does your grandmother listen
7: to Ice Spice at all? Absolutely not. She only listens to um, Frank Sinatra religiously.
1: So. Okay, give me one more name of one more song group before we take a break.
7: Um, SZA is really popular.
1: Oh, SZA. Okay. All right. Here on the Idol Power on a Friday night with Juliana <laughs> Juju Bambina rocking the house. We're going to come back with Luca Joseph. We're going to hear about the wild junior prom night. Luca only slept like three hours last night. And we'll wrap up a wonderful week here at AM 970. The Answer, don't go away. We'll be right back. It took a
5: panicked run on a major bank to lead to the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history. And Moody's just downgraded the entire U.S. banking system from stable to negative. Just a reminder why many people diversify their portfolios with something tangible, something that doesn't need bailing out, something that can't vanish into thin air. listeners by calling or texting now at 800-630-1495 make sure you mention salem when you call or text 800-630-1495 all right so you guys know i was in italy up
1: until uh, this past monday and i uh i just want to let you know that you have the opportunity to go on an unbelievable trip to rome and sicily i was just in rome there's no no place like rome No place like home. No place like Rome. (laughs) Um, So for our AM 970 family, there's a special Perillo tour with our own very own Joe Piscopo, the awesome morning show host. You go to Rome and you see the Vatican, the Colosseum, the Forum. Joe Piscopo performs for you at a dinner party. Then you fly to Sicily. You go to Tarromina. You go see Siracusa. You go to... um, uh, Forza de Agro, Savoca. Then you have the wine tasting right on the fa- the base of Mount Etna, which is spectacular. You go to Palermo for three more nights. Rome, Sicily, unbelievable Perillo Tour, which is a stress-free, escorted vacation where you don't lift a finger except to lift up that glass of red wine. Call today, 1-800-431-1515. Call today, 1-800-431-1515. Or go to perillotours.com.
0: Kevin McCullough is next on AM nine seventy. The answer.
1: All right, we're all coming to America. I want to give a, I want to give a shout out to uh, my friend Paul Carlucci. We only got a couple of minutes here on the Idol Power Hour. See you later. Um, and, uh, Mike is actually leaving the office here. He's the last, the last lawyer standing. Yeah, we're on the air. We're on the air. Um, my buddy, Paul Carlucci, he's the publisher, was the publisher of the New York Post. I had a wonderful lunch with him. It's, you know, there are people in life when you spend time with them, you always walk away enriched. And he is one of those people. He's just a wonderful man who has taught me so much. And someone else who's taught me so much is sitting right across from me. And that is Luca Joseph Idala. Hello, Luca. How are you?
4: Hi, I'm good.
1: And we're playing your little Tumbling Dice song. Your cousin, Juliana, what do you think of her shirt tonight?
4: It's very cool. Why don't
1: you tell people what her shirt looks like?
4: Uh, so it's a Rolling Stones shirt and it has like a bunch of like t- tongs on it.
1: All going in a big circle, right? Yeah. Now, you were not dressed like that last night, right? No. You tell us what you were dressed like last night.
4: Uh, so I was dressed in a suit, a tie, and a shirt. What color was the suit? Black. What color was the shirt? Blue. What color was the tie? Uh, pink.
1: Who put that outfit together for
4: you? You.
1: That's right. Father of the year. Um, you looked really sharp, Luke. You looked great. And where'd you go?
4: To my junior prom. Where was it? At a catering hall in Queens. What was the name of it? Verdi's.
1: All right. And who'd you go with?
4: I went with my friends from school.
1: Any, like, What was going on there? Was they eating, drinking, dancing?
4: Um, uh, yeah, there was eating, drinking, and dancing. you
1: did a little dance in there, Luca Joseph? I did all right now, I've been very distracted this week, so i didn't I'm not hip to what's going on with the New York Yankees, so we got a couple of minutes left in the show. Tell me about the Yanks. Give me the update
4: uh, so they just lost the series to the Orioles last night. Unfortunately,
1: the Orioles have like been a bad team for a long time now they're a good team,
4: yes. And um, this weekend, starting tonight, they're playing a three-game series against the San Diego Padres.
1: Are the Padres any good?
4: Uh, I'm not entirely sure. But.
1: All right. Well, and the Padres are a National League team, right? Yes. So it's like there's all this. It used to be, Luca, just so you know, the American League teams only played the American League teams. The national teams only played the national teams. And then, like, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago now, they started, like, occasionally having the crossover. And that was all to make money so the Yankees could play the Mets and the... California Angels, Capelle, the, the the Padres, the Dodgers. the Dodgers. Right. There you go. So um, it's kind of odd for those of us, us baseball purists, to seeing all of this interleague stuff. Um, what do you got going on for the weekend, Luca?
4: I'm going to be in the Hamptons with you.
1: Oh, you are. That's great. Do you think you're going to relax or work?
4: Uh, work.
1: All right. So thank you, Luca. Thanks for finding the time. I want to thank everyone who's listening. Um, This has been a whirlwind of a week for me, I will tell you that. Uh, Coming home from Italy on Monday, you know, that Italian trip, I can only wish those I love to be able to experience what I experienced for those. I don't even know. Were we there five nights? Five? No, six nights. Five nights. We spent one night in Milan, one night in Ferrara, one night in Florence, and two nights in Rome. And, um, you know, I was literally with people from high school, college, law school, the DA's office and my current law firm and, uh, to be surrounded with those people in that love in that environment. I mean, America is the greatest country in the world. I will take that to my grave. I'll put it against anyone on that one. Um, but the, uh, the vacation place, the place to, like, just walk around in awe and have a, an espresso here, an espresso corretto there, and, like, look up at the Coliseum and just be in awe and have a, a red wine and a place of... I mean, we had pasta that gave birth to pasta. I mean, it was... Uh, the last meal we had, we sat down, we're like, we'll have three plates of pasta. And it was a, a matriciana, a, a carbonara, and um, a cacio and then And then we had dessert. It was nuts. But it was great. So... But then you know, and I realized I shut off my email. I shut off my regular phone. Um, I really disconnected. It was wonderful. Obviously, I spoke to Luca. I spoke to Marianne Arthur, and I can't really talk to Ariana except I could hear her go da 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 da. Um, but coming back on this past Monday, you know, <laughs> it was it was really uh, you know thrown in thrown into the fire. But it's a great fire, and I can only hope all of you feel the way I do. Um, when I get to go to my place of work where let 's face it, most of us spend the majority of our time it 's a place where I get satisfied two ways: The people who I meet and i and I get to work with are people who I respect, admire, learn from, and whose company I thoroughly enjoy and then the actual work that I do uh, is something that I actually thoroughly i mean i i I don't know i don't enjoy all of it um i have a huge sentencing on on wednesday that's hanging over my head heavily right now because i'm going to be working on it this weekend um you know basically a woman's life is hanging in the balance and it's up to me to convince a judge not to send her to prison um and and find other alternatives for punishment uh, because she has um admitted that she committed some crimes so she's pled guilty white collar crimes, no violence going on here. Um, but God willing, if there's a decent result there, there'll also be that second piece of being satiated and gratified by the actual work that you're doing. And that's a very, I don't know if it's very common and I feel very fortunate and I'm not saying this in a bragging way. I'm saying this in a way that I'm acknowledging my good fortune. And you know, the, the colonel said today, you know, we shouldn't forget those who came before us. And I don't, whether it's my parents or my grandparents and quite frankly, people I never met, like my great grandparents who had the intestinal fortitude to leave Sicily, which was not exactly a booming place. So it wasn't hard to actually leave there. They weren't leaving much behind, but to go to an absolute strange foreign land with no money, no language Traveling on a a ship in horrible conditions, and boy, have we been the beneficiaries over the last hundred-some-odd years. Hundred, I guess, is probably now 130 years. Um, So thank you to all of them. Thank you to um, uh, the military people who have given the ultimate sacrifice and their families who suffered the losses and those who served. And uh, we'll be thinking of you uh, this weekend. Sam Bolino, thank you very much. Thank you. You're uh, you're the consummate professional, and I'm very lucky to be working with you. And Alex, all I can say is just stay handsome, my man. Have, Joni,
2: a day, Have a great weekend. Joni, I
1: hope you're with your mom. Roz, thanks for always listening. Padre Chick, I'll see you in the morning. Marianne, I love you. Arthur, Juliana. Your Juliana's here. Arthur, Ariana. <laughs> I'll see you guys in a little bit. Have a great, great weekend, everyone. There'll be a special show on Monday, so make sure you tune in.
7: The
2: Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna & Cammon's PC.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's